Perfect Stranglers contains graphic and explicit content suitable for mature listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hi everyone, this is Kylie. And I'm Bree. And I'm Nicole. She's back, bitches! Bah, 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 bah. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> we also have with us today um, a special guest that's going to be with us for um, the next few episodes. Uh, her name is Chelsea. Hello, everybody. Hey, Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea. Hi. It's good to be with you guys. Yeah, we've mentioned Chelsea before. She actually sent in a listener episode for our very first episode. So she's going to be with us on, we're doing a special bonus episode right now. Um, And then episodes, I guess, two, three, four, and five is what she's going to be with us on. Because we record a shit ton at once. Because we got lives to live. Yes. So, that being said, I'm just going to get right into it. Just so we don't waste any time here. As we all know... There's a huge case kind of unfolding in front of everyone right now. Um, Gabby Petito and her, her fiancé, Brian Laundry. I think that's how you say his last name is Laundry. Landry? Yes. Laundry? Landry? Landry? Well, okay, so I heard I heard news outlets say Laundry and Landry, and I like the fact that Laundry is an option. So <laughs> there's some Laundry behind you right now? There is. That's Foxy. That's my daughter's so... big Foxy. Yeah, and finally oh, Miko's not in it. Yeah, yeah, that's Foxy. Foxy face, as she calls him. Oh, Foxy face. Usually Miko's in my laundry, but I made him a little pile of blankets so he doesn't dirty my laundry now. Okay. Yeah. Let's go yeah, with laundry. Staying. Okay, Brian Laundry. Okay, so if you don't know about this case, it's basically, like, long, long story short, it's a missing persons case, but there's a lot of weird twists and, turn- with twists and turns that has happened. So we're recording right now uh, the morning of Saturday, September 8th. 18th that's the date right you guys okay mm-hmm. yes so what i'm going to tell you is everything that i have found from watching like news stories and reading articles and stuff and looking at her social media up until like 9 a.m this morning so um before i get into this a lot of people have a lot of heated like feelings about this so i'm just going to state the facts and then we'll get into opinions after we um show the facts because some of the things like the body cam footage and one of the reasons that Brian and his family have remained silent during all of this are going to be talked about. And I just like want to try and keep an unbiased look at it um, because people already have set forth their opinions and I want to like separate those. Um, So Gabby Petito, she is 22 at this time. I'm assuming that she's alive during this. I'm not going to assume that she's dead. Um, And her fiance, Brian Laundrie is 23 Uh, They started dating in March of 2019 after they met in high school. Um, Then they moved. um, Brian moved to North Point, Florida, along with Gabby as soon as they started dating. They became engaged in July of 2020. And then in June of 2021, they went up north to New York to Gabby's hometown for her brother's high school graduation. That was on June 17th, 2021. And it was there that they kind of decided that they wanted to have the experience of a road trip, travel in a van, have like that freedom, live the van life. Um, And basically they planned to leave from Blue Point, New York, where they were at that point, and end in uh, Oregon, Lake Michigan, 
with uh, plant stops all, all along the way. Um, and they were just traveling in like, you know, your standard like white transit van that people turn into a camper. Yeah. That type of thing. So according to family and the authorities, here is the timeline of events as of this morning. So on July 2nd, the all 2021. So on July 2nd to the end of August, Gabby and her fiance took off on a cross country road trip. Um, and between then and the end of August, they both posted on Instagram images, images from the locations that they visited along the way on this road trip with their location tagged in them. So on July 4th, there's images of both Brian and Gabby at Monument Rocks Natural Landmark in Kansas. July 8th, they're posting from Colorado Springs, Colorado. July 10th and 11th, they're at the Great Sand Dunes National Park in, in Colorado. July 14th through the 31st, they traveled all around Utah from Zion National Park, uh, Bryce Canyon, and Mystic Hot Springs. Then on July 31st in Canyonlands National Park, um, which is like southeastern Utah, Gabby did not post again until um, August 12th. So she had been posting fairly consistently along the way on her social media. And then there was a huge gap from July 31st to August 12th. And this is the longest gap in time in her posting. So August 12th is important because there was kind of a major event that happened for them. So on August 12th, they were in Arches National Park in, uh, in Utah, and police at that time responded to a domestic dispute. Basically, Gabby and Brian, the couple, they were arguing. Someone reported it. After someone reported it, the couple drove off and police caught up to them. So in the police report, it says an eyewitness by the name of Christopher witnessed an altercation by the Moonflower Co-op. The male, Brian, was seen walking away from the situation in order to calm himself down. The female, Gabby, did not want to be separated or want him to walk away. She caught up to him and began slapping and scratching him. The male grabbed her face, pushed her back before trying to lock himself in the van, but the female was able to get into the vehicle. The couple then left the scene. So after they drove off, the police were looking for a white transit van. The police caught up to them. The van hit a curb and slowed, slowed down to a stop when the police caught up to them. And in the body cam footage of this police stop, Brian had scratches everywhere on his upper body. And it looked like a little bit by his face, like on his face as well. Um, and Gabby was in the passenger seat crying hysterically. Both Brian and Gabby mentioned their mental health issues. They both battled with anxiety. Gabby mentioned having OCD, but the way she did it, she kind of just said, oh, I have OCD and it sometimes gets to me. So I don't know if that is a clinically diagnosed thing or if it's one of those things where people are like, oh man, I have OCD. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not really mm -hmm. sure. Um, and then Brian mentioned that Gabby had gone through a manic she was a little bit manic and again i'm not sure if he meant the clinical description of a manic episode that comes with anxiety or if he just meant she went a little crazy i'm yeah. not it's unclear on what he meant there um and they both let the police know that they were struggling to be around each other and they were having a hard time getting along at this point on the road trip the couple was then separated that night for their safety in hotel rooms so that was on august 12th on august 17th um, Brian ended up flying back to Florida to help his father move things out of like a storage, I want to say storage container, storage unit, storage unit, unit. out of a, yeah, out of a storage unit, 
Um, and the things that were being moved belonged to both Brian and Gabby. Um, so between that August, so between August 17th and Brian returned on August 23rd. So between that gap of time on August 19th, Gabby was in a hotel room. Um, she stayed there the entire time and she posted a video on YouTube about their trip and, um, she obviously made it while they were in Florida. She called it static or tr I don't know. She called it something. I, I, someone can look it up like static something. I don't know. It was a weird name. I should have put it in here, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, she made that. And some of the footage was from before they left for their trip. And some of the footage was actually from their trip. And it's the only video that is on their YouTube profile at this time. So after so august 12th was the altercation august 17th they get a hotel room brian flies back to florida august 23rd he returns back to the hotel in utah where gabby gabby has been staying um the next day august 24th they are both seen checking out of the hotel together in salt lake city utah on august 25th uh, Gabby's final Instagram post from the trip saying happy Halloween and her holding a like a small like fake pumpkin it looks like crocheted or something holding a pumpkin was posted that's also the last day that her mom had spoken to her she spoke to her over the phone via FaceTime um, and they said that they were on their way to Yellowstone National Park so Gabby's mom continued to receive texts from her up until August 30th but now her mom's unsure if Gabby was actually the one sending those texts. On September 1st, Brian returned home to North Point, Florida, um, in the white van, which was Gabby's van, the one they originally left in. However, Gabby was not with him. Uh, on September 11th, a full 10 days after Brian got back home, Gabby's family officially reported her missing. So what happened between September 1st and September 11th? those 10 days why no one reported her missing we still don't really have answers kind of unsure on that but it that's a long time it is a long time if she missing. was actually yeah. missing since august right. if that's exactly. the last time they heard from her august so po her possible missing date could have been august 25th yeah yeah and so if yeah, that's a big gap. From August 25th to September 1st, Brian returning home. That's a gap of time where someone could have reported her missing. And then September 1st to September 11th, her family, someone else, knew that she wasn't there. They could have reported and nothing happened. So we're not really sure why nothing was reported until then. So after Brian got home and they reported her missing, that day police seized the van. So on September 11th, the van was seized. On September 14th, Brian's um, legal team issued a statement to the public and let the public know that a search party has been organized in or near Grand, T Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming, um, since that was the area that they were in, and that the family, Brian's family, has been instructed to remain silent as advised by their legal counsel. So, as we all know, Brian has been silent during all of this. He's not speaking with the authorities. It's not clear whether or not he has spoken to his legal team um, at this time. And if he has, we don't know how much he said. And as of very late last night, so Saturday the 17th into early this morning, the 18th, Brian has officially been reported as a missing person. The FBI has been at his Fort Lauderdale home of his parents' house, where I'm assuming Sorry, he you also said made. Brian has been reported. As Brian is now reported person. missing by the FBI. 
I read oh, so they this are both morning. missing. I read this morning that Gabby's family uh, came out and said, "No, Brian is not missing. He's in hiding. It's Gabby yep. that is missing." Yep. So, um, yeah, he's reported missing. The FBI has been at the Fort Lauderdale home. Um, of his parents' house. I'm assuming he lives there or has a shit ton of stuff there because items were being removed as of this morning in an effort to try and locate him. Um, He has not been seen or heard from since Tuesday, September 14th. He is unable to be located by law enforcement, the FBI, his legal team, or his family. Gabby's family did release that statement. So the statement said, in quote, "All all of Gabby's family wants the world to know that Brian is not missing. He is hiding. Gabby is missing. So, yeah. Um, it's weird. It's weird. I think that's a really yeah. important distinction, though, too, because we need to keep the focus on Gabby because, obviously, she is the one that's endangered. Brian is mm-hmm. obviously a person of interest. So Yeah, Brian is the only person of interest, um, and today with smartphones, smartwatches, and credit card purchases, investigators are able to piece together the puzzle fairly well regarding what has happened as far as the locations for everyone involved. Um, and according to Stacy Aruda, the FBI, she's a former FBI agent in Florida who's been following this case closely. Um, she said they're going to compare what is known to be fact about um, the data according to where people were and compare that against what Brian has said in the past regarding his and Gabby's whereabouts. So he likely has spoken. We just don't know what and to who. Um, So we also kind of have to remember, though, Brian has turned in his cell phone to his lawyer. He has turned that in. Willingly, he turned it in. His legal team also advised him and his parents to stay silent, like we mentioned, um, to remain in the background and to not comment on the case at all during this time. So what we see as silence and not giving up information is actually him listening to his legal counsel. And that's very common in these cases. So in the beginning, him being silent, why aren't you speaking? It looks bad. Well, it's advised. Like that's what it by is. By the person so, he's paying. Yeah. Just, by the person he's saying. paying. <laughs> yeah. But it's also a co- It's very common. Just like when we look at court oh, cases, yeah. when, you don't show any emotion. It looks bad, but that's also what you're supposed to do. Because yeah. anything you do can be incriminating. So you just want to be neutral. Um, as of September 17th, late last night, police state that they do not believe there is any, quote, criminality involved, end quote, in Gabby Petito's disappearance, according to ABC News. Uh, I call bullshit on that. What? Because right yeah. now, well, right now, like, we call bullshit. They're looking at just the facts that are laid out in front of them. The facts that are laid out in front of them right now is we have a missing persons case. That's what we have. We have a missing persons case. We have a person of interest. We have no hard evidence that this person of interest is in any way at fault at this time. Obviously, things can change. But if we take our opinions out of it, those are the set of facts that we have before us. Another added thing on this is... um, uh, looking at what happened with the police footage, Gabby is the one who physically attacked Brian. Uh-huh. Brian did not physically attack Gabby. In so, public. Go in on. In public. And there was no there was no marks or anything on 
on Gabby's body that they checked. So they didn't see okay. anything, and that was the physical altercation that took place. And that is actually being looked at not as a domestic dispute, but as a um, mental health uh, altercate like a mental health dispute rather than a domestic dispute now um originally brian could have pressed charges he i guess did not and then changed to a mental health dispute um another thing to be concerned with is given that they both have mental health issues brian taking his own life is a real concern if brian takes his own life then we may never know what happened to gabby yeah so did you read anything about her instagram posts and the theory that yes. she's not posting them? Yes. So on um, the pumpkin one, it was the last one that was posted. And she FaceTimed her mom at that time. Mm-hmm. So I believe anything up until that point was actually posted by her. Mm-hmm. Because she was clearly around and visible and seen by her family at that point in one form or another. Anything after that, it's unclear Um, and then another added layer of like weirdness to this whole situation is that, um, on, during the same time that Gabby and Brian were in Moab, Utah, which is where they, the physical altercation took place. That's where they were. The Moab police are the ones who pulled them over, did the body cam footage, all of that. At that exact same time, there was a double homicide that took place where two women were murdered. So um, as of late September 17th last night, investigators have come to the conclusion that there is no link between those murders and the Gabby Petito case. They said they are completely unrelated, but a lot of people, and I already know a lot of people are not going to buy that. The main reason I think a lot of people are going to call BS on that conclusion is that one of the women who was murdered worked at the Moonflower Co-op, which is where the around where the physical altercation took place, um, which is a weird coincidence. Um, and there's been no new details released regarding the murders at this time, including any possible suspects. So it that could just is be weird. really fucking... It could just be a weird coincidence. They completely have ruled out that these cases are related. They're they're separate, just weird coincidences, I guess, according to authorities at this point. And that's all we know. Wow. So well, those are the facts that we have laid out is there's a filter, physical altercation. Gabby assaulted Brian. We don't know what happened in that vehicle. We do know that Gabby didn't have any physical marks on her at that point. Um, I'm assuming she was likely probably being yelled at or something the way that she was hysterically crying, or she could have been going through a really like panicky manic episode and just crying. We, we won't know really what happened in that van unless he decides to speak. Um, we know that they have been, Brian's family has been told to shut up and that's why we haven't heard anything, which I think is probably not the greatest thing, but it's better than running your mouth and incriminating yourself. Um, I have an opinion. Uh, if, if this girl, um, I hope she's found and I hope she's Mm -hmm. safe, but if this girl did not have blonde hair and blue eyes and was white, then none of us would be hearing about any of this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. It would not be national news and everyone talking about it being concerned. If it was a person of color, if it was you know, a, a native, I, 
we wouldn't hear about oh, it. Oh yeah, we would have no idea. If this was a gay couple, we would have if this was the two um so the couple that were killed, they were lesbians, okay? If this was those two having this issue, we would not have known about it. Right. Like no. at all. So um yeah, that's a really good point to make. Just putting that out there. Um also the places they were going was a lot of like rocky cliff areas sometimes and um also lots of people go missing and are killed in national parks because they're very vast Mm -hmm. and they have like you know lots of areas where people don't go like all often like lots of off the beaten path places so there's that too yeah i just hope that like it's obvious that the it's obvious that they're both going they both are were whatever going through a lot mentally by like they're self-admitting like self-admitting it i hope that brian doesn't take his own life yeah so yeah that is that is what we know so far on this case as of like right now as we're speaking and as updates come out we will keep you guys updated anyone else have opinions this is like this is like our don't fuck with cats like right? have to like go and like read her instagram and like <laughs> yeah don't fuck with girls in national parks yeah <laughs> exactly so uh yeah um stranglers we will keep you updated on what happens from here on out with this case and if you guys find anything that you're like y'all we actually i really i originally learned from this case a couple days ago like a good chunk of days ago now from one of my friends that I went to high school with on Instagram. She sent me a link and she's like, hey, check this out before it blows up. So if you guys see anything, send us a link and we'll add it to more bonus episodes as we learn. And that's all I got for you today. And also don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. That's right. Perfect Stranglers, a true crime podcast. And we will talk to you in a few days. Talk to you later, everyone. Bye, Stranglers.